matter tonight. We ask, as we have desire tonight, you will hearken unto our heart desires in the name of the Lord Jesus. Lord, we ask that your thoughts and the intent of your heart concerning this meeting will be revealed in our lives today in the name of the Lord Jesus. As your words come forth, let it come with power and grace. He sent for this word, the word healed and delivered them from their destructions. Lord, send your word again tonight. Make my tongue the pen of a skillful writer. These words of life that you have committed into my hands and my heart for my generation, let there be a transformation through it in the life of everyone here today in the name of Jesus. Everyone shall be blessed. Your name alone shall be glorified. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Can you jam those hands together for the Lord? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. You can have your seat. Wow. I counted a great privilege to be here tonight. Thank you very much, sir, for this great privilege. I appreciate you dearly and your beautiful wife, too. <laughs> Please, Todd, can you help me to celebrate them? <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, before last year, I think it's just always been from afar off. And from the moment we started talking, there was a connection in the realm of the spirit. We were able to connect with each other. The Bible says that deep call it unto the deep. At the noise of the water broke, the waves and the billows are gone over me. So when you see someone of like mind, you always connect. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. I appreciate all the leaders in the house, the leadership of the Expression House, the pastors in the house. Thank you very much. Thank you for giving me this privilege to be here. And uh, let me also confess, I also sneak. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Uh, you know the Bible says, iron sharpness iron. No man is an island of knowledge. We learn from each other. The moment you think that you have arrived, your decline just started. So we learn from each other. I appreciate you very much. Learned quite a lot of things from you. Praise the Lord. Angela Debbie. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I appreciate everyone for Lakemi Yoshi. Thank you very much. Praise the Lord. Please join me to open your Bible to the book of Matthew chapter 17. I read from verse 1. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. Then he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. Just then there appeared before them Moses and Elijah, talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, 
and one for Elijah. I said, Pastor Fred saw some bits of stuff in what I was going to speak about tonight. The disciples, they saw a Moses. They saw an Elijah and Jesus. While he was still speaking, a bright cloud covered them and a voice from the cloud said, This is my son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. There was a time that the law was what governed the affairs of the nation. A time also came that the prophet was the mouthpiece of God to that generation. But the time has shifted. Now it's no longer the law. It's no longer the prophet. The son of God himself had come to the field. And God was speaking to them. Time has moved. Listen to him. And we, tonight we are talking about the greater glory days are here. If you look at that topic, it speaks to me that look, that there is something as God's children that we have to express. Because when we are talking about the glory, when we are talking about greater glory, it means that there's an expression that that glory must find in the life of the child of God. A child of God that does not express the glory of God is not a good ambassador of the kingdom that he represents. So it speaks to me that look, as a child of God, there is a glory of the kingdom that you must express in your life. You know, while growing up, my mother would tell me that, look, there is no way you will see the child of a king. And that glory, that aura will not be seen in the life of that child. And so it is when we talk about men and women that are children of the kingdom of God. There is something that it must express that must be a reflection of that kingdom. And even nature teaches us some things about this. If a scientist, scientist told us that look that the moon does not have a light of its own. The moon will only position itself to be able to receive light from the sun. And the light that it receives from the sun is what it shines to the earth and we celebrate it. So the degree to which it positions itself to receive from the sun, the term is we are going to have a full moon or a half moon. So the degree to which a child of God positions himself to receive the light. The degree to which the child of God positions himself to receive the light. The term is how much of light he will shine. Let your light so shine among men. That they may see your good works and glorify your father. So glory does not come unto the father. If the child of God does not position well to receive the light from the father. 
the glory that every rich, any child of God manifests is not, is not, is not, is not the source. Everything comes from God. It comes from the Father of light with whom there is no variableness, no shadow of turning. The Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 8 also from verse 29 or 30. The Bible says that for whom he did for you, he did also predestined to be conformed to the image, be the firstborn among many brethren. Them he also called. And whom he did call them, he also justified. And whom he did justify them, he also glorified. So it means that the child of God, no matter the level of skill that you have, no matter how much you have, you have been celebrated based on the light that you are shining, it must come to your knowledge, your understanding that look, it doesn't come from you after all. After all, there's nothing that a man can receive except it be given. If it's not given, you can't receive it. The Bible said in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5. He said that not that we are sufficient of ourselves. He says our sufficiency is of God. But something is very, very important tonight. Our understanding of God's glory many times is limited to maybe something like a cloud of glory. You know, there's a way the picture of the dedication of the temple by Solomon makes us think that everything about glory is just about when you see a fragrance. Am I communicating to someone tonight? There's a way that gives, it gives the glory of God gives us that picture. Based on the story that we have learned from our Sunday school, the story that we've been taught from home, we just think that everything about the glory of God is summed up in one white cloud. But we need to start to change something about that tonight. Yes, the cloud of glory can give us an evidence. In fact, I read something about Kete Kumada while she was dying. After her death in the hospital, floor in the hospital began to smell of roses. So it was a new nurse that just resumed that went to attend to, to take the reading and do some stuff about her body. And the older nurses were challenging her that look, that why did you allow people to bring roses into the hospital? She said no. That all the, the whole floor in the hospital began to smell of roses. By the time they traced the source where it came from, it was from her room. And she wrote on a piece of paper that she was going to die at so-so-so time. And that roses is what they should bring to celebrate her. No wonder everything was smelling of roses. That gives us a picture of the glory of God. Am I right? That there's something about God's glory in the life of this woman. But do you know something tonight? Glory is more than just the cloud. It's more than just the scent. It describes the value and the worth of anything. Are you getting me tonight? It describes the value and the worth of anything. It tries to explain the magnificence and great beauty of a thing. And sometimes it talks about beauty. 
And something very impressive. And something that is worthy of praise. It gives a representation of the splendor and the bliss of heaven. And if we all agree that look as a child of God that the glory that he will display will be from God. Then there must be something about God that actually reflects glory. In fact, he's the God of glory. dimension of glory that we need to come to realize. If you look at God, the Bible talked about Jesus, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the book of Acts 10, verse 38, and he went about doing good, healing all those that were sick, delivering the oppressors because God was with him. Everything that God does is a reflection of his glory. Because you can't get it from any man. If God provides for you, it's a dimension of his glory that you have seen. Are you getting me tonight? If God heals you, it's a dimension of his glory that you have encountered. If God transformed the life of a man, we have only seen a dimension of the glory of God at work. Because no man has the power to transform the life of any man. It can only be from God. Oh, before I got born again, my father is a pastor, but come on. That still did not, they tried their best, Yes. When I was going to the school, to the institution, I told myself that I'm going to enjoy life. I got to higher institution. I joined the cult. But how did I get saved? I, when I got, I first went to Federal Polytechnic before going to the, to the school, University of Adelaide, that I finished first. I went for fellowship that day. And one of uh, my senior friends at home was preaching. And I just sat. I said, if God can touch and transform the life of this man, he can do the same for me. Nobody preached to me. Who did that? That's a dimension of the glory of God. It's not the work of any man. No man has the ability. The Bible says that the heart of king is with God. And as rivers of water, he turns it to wherever he wills. So when the glory of God also wants to manifest in your life, there is that dimension of aura that also comes upon you so that you get to places where people have not been able to open the door and the door open of his own accord for you because of that grace of glory that you carry upon your life. sicknesses being healed. I've seen miraculous provisions. I've seen the wisdom of God at work. 
they all speak of the glory of the living God. The Bible says that are the princes of this world unique? They will not have crucified the king of glory. That's the wisdom of God at work. Wisdom is an expression of the glory of God. And for some of us tonight, you will start to manifest this dimension of wisdom. I say you will start to manifest this dimension of wisdom. The Bible spoke concerning Jesus. The Bible said that a greater than Solomon is here. A greater than Solomon is here. And I speak prophetically into the life of someone this month tonight. That as you engage people, the dimension of wisdom that will be at work in your life will be so that men cannot resist. The Bible said concerning Paul that they could not resist the wisdom by which he spoke. That's a dimension of the expression of the glory of God. The Bible said that the labor of the foolish man wearies him. It wearies every one of them. No matter the, how they have built strength, no matter the connections that they, they've had, there is the knowledge of how to achieve things. It's not just knowing that this thing needs to be achieved. There is a wisdom of how to, and that wisdom of how to that many lack has been the hindrance between them and the manifestation of the glory of God in their life. Not everything answers to prayer. Some things answers to having the right knowledge of how to. Imagine you hold a key. You have to open the key this way. You are turning it this way. Will that door be open? So what does that person need? The wisdom of how to. How to. Can you tell your neighbor tonight that the wisdom to know how to open that door, that that wisdom will rest upon you tonight in the name of Jesus. Oh, a lot of people have had doors of opportunities shot against them because they lack the wisdom. Since the labor of the foolish man wearies all of them. It wearies all of them. It's not a respecter of race. It's not a respecter of color. It's not a respecter of status. It's a respecter of having the right knowledge. His power is an expression of his glory. Have you noticed in the scriptures? Anytime Jesus does something, the people around, they always marvel. They give glory to God. They praise God that has given such power, such ability to the sons of men. So I believe that as men will emerge out of this conference, the grace of God to exercise the authority of heaven will rest upon you. He is not a respecter of your age. Are you getting me tonight? It's not a respecter of your age. You can be the Daniel in the house. You can be the Josiah in the house. This does not mean, look, when there is a solution that is sought, people disregard the status of men. As long as he has the solution. 
your TV tonight. So don't consider yourself too little. No. 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 Because from now, the glory of God will start to find expression in your life. The many-sided wisdom of God, the many multi-dimensional flow of the grace of God will start to find expression. of God is also an expression of his glory. <laughs> the goodness of God. Ask them that yet Jesus went about doing good. You know many times that doing good we overlook it. We think that it's not material. We think that it's inconsequential. But may you not get to a point in life that you need someone just to do you good. Mm. You need good as in a door to, just to show you kindness. Imagine the kindness that David exercised to Mephibosheth. He said, is there anyone in the house of Saul that I can show kindness to? Ah, the destinies of many different dimensions of kindness. To bring them out of low paper and bring them to sit with the king in the palace. Mm. So that the greater glory of their life can start to show forth. So that regardless of the limitation, regardless of the fact that it's lame on the feet, that the limitation will not be material when it comes to that time. The kindness of God. So goodness there are some of us that we are not qualified to be seated here, if not for the goodness of God. Oh, if not, if not for the goodness of God, we are not qualified. He brings, he makes the, he, he bring the poor out of the dungeon. He makes him to sit with the princes of his people. Come on, if not for his goodness, we are not qualified. But because of his goodness, that goodness is a dimension of his glory. glory is such that it's unsearchable. That is why you can't see God finish. You know there are some people that because you have been waking and sleeping all together, when they want to say, they say, sleeping is not enter matter. But not with God. Because even the 24 elders, they keep falling down. Hey, they keep rising up. Hey! They keep falling down. They keep rising up. So, see, finish can never enter it. Because by the time you are rising up, you are seeing another dimension of God that will bring you down again. So, don't be afraid that there is a limit to how much of the glory of God you can manifest. You only need to lock yourself more in the secret place. Because every time you come out, you are coming out radiating another dimension that men will look at and say, no, that there is something new about this guy. The Bible says concerning Jesus in the book of John chapter 2, verse 11, after he turned the water to wine, that this, uh, this, um, well, this was the beginning of miracles that Jesus began to do in Cana of Galilee and began to manifest 
his glory. He started to manifest his glory. Till now, we are here to see the end of that glory. So there is something about your life. Once you are able to align yourself with the frequency of God, men will never see you finish. But tonight, in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, the Bible says, But we all with unveiled faces, beholding us in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. You know, when we read this verse of the scripture, what we quickly pick is from glory to glory. But there is something that is very critical. That if the condition is not fulfilled, you can't attain to glory, from glory to glory. And that's the part of the unveiled faces. He said, but we all, with unveiled faces. So that means that if we want to experience this God, there is something that we have to remove. There is something that has to give way. There is something that has to realign. And that's the unveiled faces. So it means that we have, we have to see right. There is a way that your perspective controls your perception of God. Are you getting me tonight? Unveiled faces, unveiled minds. When the vision is distorted, the perspective cannot be right. Do you get that tonight? When the vision is distorted, the perspective can never be right. And the result can never be accurate. And this is what is affecting a lot of people in the church today. Our perspective of God is not right. The type of understanding that we have about God is not what we should have. As long as that perspective is not corrected, there is no way we can manifest the greater glory. If you check through the scriptures, everyone that has encountered God, there is always something about their perspective that God must always correct. Because if that perspective is not corrected, even if the miracle is obtained, it cannot be sustained. It takes a right perspective to sustain whatever God is doing in your life. And the days of greater glory, they are here. I'd like to announce to someone here tonight, that these are the days of Zion's glory. Tell your neighbor, you will be a partaker of it. These are the days of Zion's glory. These are the days of Zion's glory. These are the days of Zion's glory. And everyone under the sound of my voice, 
I declare that you will be a partaker in the name of Jesus. This glory will start to find expression in your life. It will start to find expression in your academics. It will start to find expression in your character. There are some characters here that needs to be mended. That needs to be corrected. Because if the characters are not corrected, the glory can never show forth. The right knowledge is vital for the manifestation of the glory of God in the life of a man. He said that for the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God as the waters covers the sea. The book of Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 14. So knowledge is very important. By knowledge shall the house, shall the chambers be filled with all pleasantries, precious pleasantries. There are some chambers that need to be filled with pleasant, with precious pleasantries here tonight. But as a result of the lack of knowledge, their destinies are being shortchanged. I want to challenge the child of God tonight. It is time for you to start to seek the right knowledge in God. Oh. In this kingdom, things don't fall on people's laps. Are you getting me? Things don't fall on people's laps. There is a sacrifice that must be on the altar for the fire to fall. If a man refuses to pay the price for his destiny, such a man will keep crawling in life. There is a price that you must pay. A price to locate God in the secret place. A price to discover by books like Daniel that we must not be in this captivity beyond a certain year. There is a discovery that you must discover on the pages of the scripture that we illuminate the darkness in your life. Oh, no man encounters the light in this world and remains stagnant. No man, no man. I think I make all bold to tell you tonight. You, there is no way it's, it's impossible. Pardon my English. Now why we're still, you don't want to expansiate the degree of impossibility. You will say it's highly impossible. There is no way. It's not possible. some of the right knowledge that the child of God should have. It is important for the child of God to have a to start to cultivate a lifestyle that is conscious of his presence. Are you getting that tonight? You 
need to. You need to. God knows that life is too delicate. It's too complicated for a man to walk the journey of life unaided. Uh, are you getting that tonight? Life is too complicated for you to walk through it unaided. You need to have the consciousness of his presence. And the presence of God is actually with his child. But because we do not have that consciousness of his presence, we live life in a beckerly way. If you are conscious of his presence, there are so many steps that you will not have taken in life. There are so many routes that you will not have taken in life. And please, no matter what you are going through now, this is the best time for you to start to come to that awakening. Are you getting There are still challenges in life. No matter what you are experiencing as, as young folks now, there are still greater challenges in life. But do you know something? Regardless, you know, the strength of a sailor is not known when the sea is calm. You know the true strength, the true capacity of a sailor when there is turbulence and storm on the highway. Now is the best time for you to start to understand how God speaks to you. So that when the storms of life come, there are many voices sir. Are you getting? There are many voices. So that you will be able to discern his voice in the midst of the voices. So that you will not miss your way. Some people have made, they've not been able to understand and discover his voice. They have missed their way and it has taken them a longer time to retrace their steps. But tonight, the Bible said that you will hear a voice behind you saying this is the way. Walk you in it. It's going to open your ears is going to open it. You are going to hear the voice of the Lord in your ears. And it will give you a sense of direction. He wakened morning by morning. He wakened my ear to hear as the learned. He has given me the tongue of the learned that I may know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. Ah, tonight. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Someone here tonight your ears will be unplugged. It will be opened up. 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 You have a sense of direction. Hallelujah. Wow. Time is not too late, friend. <laughs> Glory to God. Wow. Still have quite a lot. Let me just. 
I say that we have to be conscious of his presence. You know, in this dispensation, God is not only for you. The Bible says that if God be for us, who can be against us? So God is for us. God is with you. But you also know something. God is also in you. So God is not only for you. He's not only with you. He's also in you. He's on the inside of you. Because you have received an unction. By the virtue of the Holy Spirit that is on the inside of you. And you have the capacity to know all things. You have the capacity not to be limited concerning direction in life. So we need to have an understanding, be conscious of his presence. When we are conscious of his presence, it changes the way we react to situations. You know, for example, if a small boy is being threatened outside, by some older folks. The moment he is conscious that his father is beside him, his attitude changes completely. Do you agree? The people that were harassing him before, he will be the one that he will now be. <laughs> you understand? I will be pushing them. And that's the understanding that we should have. On no account should the enemies put you to flight. Because in the armor of defense of the believers in the book of Ephesians chapter 6, there's no provision for your back. It is left exposed. So you are meant to confront because your father is with you. Another thing that I quickly want to speak about tonight. Something that I found as A means where the devil uses to deny a lot of believers their testimony and the opportunity to be able to manifest God's greater glory. There is a need for us to, to, to cultivate a lifestyle of consistency. Consistency is lacking in the body of Christ today. Consistency is lacking in the life of the child of God today. We are not consistent in the place of prayer. We are fathered for a week. For two months you are called. Nothing grows in the hand of an, of an inconsistent man. Do you get that? Nothing multiplies in the hand of an inconsistent man. If you want to buy a commodity, why will you always go to a particular shop? Because you know that that shop will always be open. So if the man has a habit of opening this week and closing for the next three weeks, even when he is open, you will help him to agree 
that he has not opened today, you will go to another place to buy. Am I making sense to someone tonight? A lot of us, we are not consistent. We are not consistent in the place of prayer. We are not consistent in the place in God's word. We are not consistent in the place of service. We are not consistent in obeying God's voice. Inconsistency. We are not consistent in the way we communicate with God. You know, if you are such a person that you've kept a regular time with God, you will discover that sometimes when your body is even giving way, you will feel a tap on your body. You know, there was a day I was in my, I was, there was a time I, particular time I prayed. And you know something? At the door of my room, I had someone calling out my name. Call her. Call her. Stand up. I knew that, yes, this is the Holy Spirit. It's not somebody from the village. You know, some of us in church, when you hear your name, the only thing that you associate it with is, is that, that is those ancient people. Come on. Come on. You are too decent to be a victim. Too defended. Too defended. So, inconsistency needs to be broken in our life. And you need to see everyone in the scriptures in life today that has been used by God, they are men of a high degree of consistency. You can always almost predict something about their life in the area of their relationship with God. I was reading something about William J. Seymour. He was a black American through whom the Azusa revival started. How many of us have read about the Azusa revival? You know something about this man? He prayed for two and a half years for five hours. Ah, I read it like this. I shivered that God is a level. For two and a half years. And by the time the revival broke out, the building was shaking. They were seeing fire. And they called fire service. They got there, they did not see any physical fire. It's the fire of the Holy Ghost. Acts Apostle being replicated again. Look, for a man that is consistent with God, there is nothing that you have read on the pages of these scriptures that cannot be replicated again in your life. Are you getting me tonight? There is nothing and I make bold to say nothing that you have read in these scriptures that on your account that God cannot do. I make bold to tell you with my hand fully on my chest. But there is a price to be paid so that in our days 
the greater glory can start to spread across. Not just limited to our space. That it can start to flow. That the knowledge of the glory of God will fill the earth as the waters covers the sea. It means that it will touch the ends of the earth. Because there is no place you will not find water. In fact, water is even more than the landmass said. So there is enough glory to go around. You know, some of us, we are, you know, there are some people that they help you to manage your money more than you. <laughs> some of us, we are trying to help God manage the way he wants to dispense that glory more than God himself. Leave God. In God's economy, demand is not more than supply. In every economy on the earth, demand is always more than supply. Every economy, even the richest of economies, but in God's economy, supply exceeds demand. So there is no, just keep demanding. Keep paying the price. Keep making the demand. Hallelujah. So we have to work on our consistency. Luke chapter 18 verse 1 says that men ought always to pray and not to faint. And not to faint. Study to show you thyself approved unto God. A workman that need not to be ashamed. But rightly dividing the word of truth, second Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. So it's very important. Consistency in service. It says that let a man throw account of us as stewards of the mysteries of God. For it is required in stewardship that a man be found faithful. Can God find us faithful? There is no faithful without consistency, sir. Are you getting? There is no faithful without consistency. There are some people that if I want to hand over some tasks to, I know the type of assignment I can give them. And every leader here can bear me a witness. You know people that you can, cons that you can commit some assignment to. Some assignment that needs faithfulness, that needs consistency. You, you know people that you can hand it over to. Why do you think that God also will not think like that? Can God find you faithful to be a channel through which he can be dispensing his glory? Of course, he's looking for men. His eyes is running to and fro. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I believe I'm making sense to someone here tonight. Another thing that I want to tell us tonight. There is no way you can manifest the greater glory if you have not cultivated and grow your confidence and faith in God. In Mark chapter 11, verse 22 to 23, so Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For as surely I say to you, whoever say to this mountain be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. He says, Have faith in God. There's a translation that says that, Have the God 
kind of things. And there is a translation, I think the message translation. It says that embrace this God life. So it means that faith is a God life. Are you getting me tonight? I think either the message translation, yeah. History. Yeah. Thank you. It says embrace this God life. And you'll get God's everything. Embrace this God life. Very close to the translation that says that uh, the God kind of faith. Embrace this God life. So it means faith is a dimension of God's life. You can't manifest the greater glory if your confidence and your faith in God is not rock solid, because you get to some point that come on, your faith will be put to test, and you've got to exercise that faith. The Bible said, "I cast not away your confidence; that has a great recompense of reward. Cast not away your confidence." That has a great recompense of reward. It means that your reward in life, your reward in, in manifesting God's greater glory is tied to your confidence in God. As many people whose confidence in God has been crushed, the reward of such people have been buried. You get that? If your confidence in God is crossed, your reward is buried. Because it takes that confidence to be able to face the sword and still stand. To be able to be told that, look, you'll be thrown in the lion's den. And you still say, like Esther, if I perish, I perish. Come on. Faith is not always about possess and take sir. There are some times that you are face to face with death. But yet, there's a dimension of faith that must stand and say, yes, if I perish, I perish. But you know something that I've learned? People who say that, look, if I perish, I perish. They never get perished. There is always a reward. They don't go down. They don't go down. They don't go down. The Bible said that by faith, we men receive their dead back to life. They received it. And for us to experience this dimension of glory, that's the dimension of faith that we must have. Our generation has been, everything that we have been taught about faith is only to possess cars, to possess big jeeps, even if you don't have the money to buy credits. Some people are claiming jeeps that they don't even have the money to buy the boats. And some of us, everything about, please, good as in God will bless us. But we must have, our faith must be balanced. 
we must balance our faith. So that when the time of challenges come, you will not think that God has forsaken you. God is with you. He said that even if he slays me, he said, though he slays me, I trust in him. He said, I will maintain my ways before him. Because that confidence is what is going to pull you through. And you will come at the other side, refined as gold, and you can tell your story that I've got a story to tell. There's no glory without story. It's not just rhymes. It is reality. Praise the Lord. We must grow our faith and our confidence in God. And I also like to say tonight, in this kingdom, God does not want to do things in isolation. He wants us all to come in the unity of faith. As a church, as a body of Christ, we must grow an atmosphere of unity and love. Are you getting me tonight? Because if we are united, we are able to reach the world faster. We are able to show forth the glory better if we are united. You remember the book of Judges chapter 5. After they had taken the wife of Samson and they went to his father, his father's in-law's house. And the father said, I thought that you are not serious, that you are an unserious fella. I've given, I've given the lady to another person, a more serious person. He said, hey, this time nobody will blame me for what I'm going to do for this revelation. The Bible said that he caught 300 foxes. He tied their tail, pushed a torch there, and lighted it, and sent it into the harvest of the Philistines. Tied the tail, pushed a torch there, lighted it. Thus, they are able to wreak more havoc. Because there was a form of synergy. For our impact to be felt more as a church, we have to operate from the place of unity. You know, so many of us who are in church, we are just concerned. You want to receive your fire only for yourself. Are you getting me? Your character sense someone out of the church. Please, that your character is part of what the fire must. You must bring yourself to the threshing floor. Something needs to change. We need to come together in love. We need to have a united house. We need to operate in unity. Yes, we can have our differences the way we do things. But there is still unity in diversity. Are you getting me tonight? There is a way that Pastor Fred, I can't preach like him. Eh? And he can't preach our style. It's obviously different. As good as he is, 
there are some people that it can never reach. There are some people that I can never reach. Are you getting me? So there's no need to compete. Because the way God has designed it, irrespective of our diversity, we are still bringing and building the kingdom. Why the competition in the house of God? Are you getting me tonight? Why? We need to operate in love. We need to be united. When we are united, we are able to serve one another. And in the place of service, that's where the blessing is. Bible says, good for brothers to grow together in unity. That's like the oil that was poured on Aaron's head that flows down to his breast, down to his garments, down to the hem of his garments. And there, God has commanded blessing. There is a blessing, a dimension of blessing in serving one another that you can never find in any other place. He says the blessing is at the hem of the garment. You don't stand to take the oil at the hem of the garment. You must go down. You must stoop. And that's the place of serving one another. If you are too big to serve, you are too big, you are too small to be a carrier of his glory. Are you getting me tonight? And I'm not just talking about the fact that coming to sin or coming to do one thing or the other. Let's learn to serve one another. Be a blessing to one another. Help one another. You see that someone is in need, be a blessing to that fellow. We are called to love one another. Sharing our lives to please one another. Agape love, God's kind of love, is all we need. It's, it's an MCCF song, so then we say, in this great MCCF family, but we are called to love one another. Sharing our lives to please one another. If that is not your focus in the church, if you are not caught out to do something like that, then, there, then there's no way God can find you a worthy vessel to carry his glory. These are the days of Zion's glory. And every one of us will be a partaker. Receive illumination tonight. Strength and grace to rise above every of your weaknesses in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. The hand of the Lord will come upon you. The Bible says that he has made my feet like that of the hinds feet to climb upon every of my high places. Limitations will give way tonight in the name of the Lord Jesus. You will start to have the right kind of knowledge tonight. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. The Lord will start to aid you. The Lord will start to help you tonight. 
in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Can you stand to your feet tonight?